Welcome to the Joe Contractor Show, a podcast created by three regular Joes. The Joe Contractor Show is a place where trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners looking for solid advice and amusement can hear stories of great success and great failure in the turbulent and unpredictable world of construction. On the Joe Contractor Show, we dig deep into the realm of remodeling and construction. We chat with construction trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners alike. We support local independent contractors and those who put their trust in the hands of these capable and hardworking business owners and tradespeople. We discuss construction and home maintenance from multiple angles, and we do it with compassion, purpose, and humor. Listen as Lori Merrick and Sam, along with a wide variety of guests, explore topics related to construction, homeownership, small business creation, and more. A quick reminder, don't forget to send your questions to questions at joecontractorshow.com. And after you've done that, please take a moment to hit the like button, subscribe, or talk about us tomorrow morning at the local coffee shop. We appreciate feedback and critique, and it lets us know that you're out there and that you care. Hey everyone, it's Sam Devine with the Joe Contractor Show. Uh, I have a special announcement for you today. We are launching a weekly newsletter. If you would like to sign up for some tips and tricks that we send out every week and a little overview of what happened on the show last week, head over to joecontractorshow.com or joecontractor.com and sign up for the newsletter now. Thanks and enjoy the show. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Joe Contractor Show. Hi, you two. Hey. Sam, Merrick, hi. Yeah. Lori, how are you today? I'm great. It's nice out. <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> Classic starting off with the weather. <laughs> you can't help it, you know? I mean, it's uh, we went through winter, and now we're, we're finally getting a decent spring, and it feels great. The sun feels fabulous. Yep. Oh, and speaking of that, good segue... Uh, we're here to talk about, this is our construction quickies uh, segment, or one of them, and we're here to talk about um, different things within construction that, uh, like a single topic, and today we are going to do landscaping and, and kind of that area. Tis the season. Tis the season. So these are our summer things. We'll, maybe later on this year, we'll, we'll do a series on what you kind of have to look for in the fall when it's time to get ready to shut your house up for the winter, kind That'd of. That'd be good. Good. All right. So landscaping. I'm not going to lie. I don't know a ton about it. I know a little bit. Yeah. You, you seem to have. I have some knowledge, but but let's let's jump into it. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, everybody's all excited about gardening, right? Raking. Maybe not raking. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, you're weird if you yeah. are. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but mainly I think what we want to talk about is how landscaping is integrated into your house and your buildings and, and how they affect each other, not necessarily what plants to plant, right? Yeah, for sure. We're here to talk about the specifics of what, how, this, how does, does this affect your home. Right. Yeah. I think that people don't realize how much it really does affect your home because when I have a water intrusion issue, I might call my landscaper to come and grade everything out and regrade it, bring a bunch of dirt, maybe some uh, drain tile. Okay, so let's say I'm a homeowner, yep. and uh, I don't even really understand what you're talking about when it comes to grading. Oh, true. What, what is grading, and why is it so important? 
the uh, so if you have water in your basement, and a lot of people do, right? Mm-hmm. Have some, or or maybe a lot. Maybe it rains and you get a lot. But if you go, I always tell people stand outside when it's raining. Maybe have an umbrella and see where the water's pooling up, and it's probably the same spot in the basement, right? Right. And then you go back outside and see why, why, why is it, what's going on out there? Are your gutters plugged or is your downspout not on, you know, is it connected to the... And didn't we do, we already did one of these on gutters. Yeah. So if you need to know about what, what, you know, why gutters, why are they important and all of that. And you don't always need gutters. A lot of people don't have gutters. Right. But the grading is specifically what? And the grading is so it wasn't your gutters. Your gutters are fine or you don't have, well, you might need them. But the grading is when you, you look at your house at foundation and you see that the dirt is and the water runs is sloping and pitched right toward your foundation. So the water runs into the basement. And that's, I mean, there's a path of least resistance. That's so right. grading is when you say I've got... 12 inches of concrete showing on my house so that I can see and then the siding starts and I can add another six inches of dirt and make a little hill away from your house yep yeah. so that's so um, if you've ever you know driven in the mountains and stuff they'll they'll have the the sign with the little truck and it's going downhill <laughs> and it's at a six percent grade or a ten percent grade and that's telling you how yeah. steep the road is ahead of you right yep. so the grading is is you can have negative grading actually where the the dirt around your house is lower close to your house and higher out further from your house like six feet out into the yard and that means everything that lands in that space is graded the the grading of the ground makes it roll right back into your house and into your foundation i yeah. tell friends or family or actually clients whoever then <laughs> listen if uh, when they're buying a house to make sure you look for that you know it might be a dry winter or dry spring or summer and that basement doesn't show it but walk around the exterior and see where the ground or the side or and then we can move to sidewalk or where this what the sidewalk is doing next to your house yep yeah, and I, th- I think the important part there is, um, so, so landscaping, I think generally people think, you know, what, what trees and what plants and, and how can I make this all pretty? But landscapers can help you with the grading too. You can put down um, weed barriers or even moisture barriers to help and then build it up so you've got somewhere where for that water to go that mm-hmm. isn't right back on your foundation. Mm-hmm. And, and thinking about the, if you're going to go and landscape your areas around your house make sure the grade is done first because otherwise you might plant a bunch of things there and then have a hard time doing it right yeah and a lot of times like i mentioned the drain tile and somebody a client from maybe i don't know 10 years ago sent me a note said hey we're going to put in a fence you know do you know what you guys did the drain tile you know, do you know how deep or, you know, where it's at about? It's just so I kind of have an idea. And I, and I um, of course, don't remember any of that. But typically, uh, no. when you install drain tile, it's underneath the, the roof of the house where the water is going to run off. So that's where you would dig your drain tile. And it can be from, um, you know, approximately 6 to 12 inches down. So that's, you know. So oh, I, so that's like an, that's. So if I've you can't only, get to your foundation, yeah, I've only on you know I've only put drain tile and I and the chance that I had to do this, I actually put drain tile both inside and outside yeah. of the foundation. That's a good, good point. Yeah, but that's at the that's an expensive one inside. Yeah, but this was in new construction. Oh, 
option. Right. So it's, you've got the one opportunity to do do it. it. Why not do it? Do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can, you can add drain tile more at the surface level to Mm -hmm. get rid of some of that surface water too. And is that where you put in sort of a French drain? Is that what that's called? Um, you can do a French drain or you can drain it and ideally you're not draining it to the neighbors. (laughs) I don't, I mean, or (laughs) (laughs) they deserve it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love my neighbors. Uh, but you drain it someplace, maybe to a garden or someplace on your own property, because you're not supposed to drain it into the city sewage either. Right. Um, that'd be runoff. Uh, so either that or we have done a lot of French drains, and they work great. So a French drain is basically a, one big hole or multiple holes. We've done it different ways. And they go deep, and you fill it with sand or rocks or things like that. So the water, it's a path of least resistance. So then it, when it rains, the water run, just collects in there. And then it'll slowly drain back into the earth, and then it'll fill up again and drain back down. Yeah, um, so it's like a little well kind yeah. of in your in your yard yeah. that drains slowly, but it but it's softer than the rest of the. It's more permeable than yep. the rest of your yard, right. so the water pools. And that, there. that is a really good option. All these options are better or cheaper than the in you know if you're trying to get an interior drain tile into an existing basement. Oh, that's a big pain, and it's that's a, a lot mess. of work. Yeah, but people do it and it is an option i guess yeah i mean if you've got if you've got persistent water problems but then you've got sump pumps and you've got water pumping back out into the yard and that thing will go (laughs) it'll it'll stop for a few minutes and then it'll pump that water out and then it comes right back in the house yeah um anyway so that's so so that's more of the like the utility side of landscaping or one of the parts of the Mm -hmm. utility side Yeah, yeah i think i think retaining retaining walls would be another you know, similar thing where mm-hmm. you're, you know, keeping keeping dirt. You know, you're building up these retaining walls to hold to hold the dirt back. Like my house is on a on a huge hill, and I was looking at it right before coming over here because I was out in the yard because it's nice finally. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and you can just see how the dirt's just washing down the hill, and it would just be so mm-hmm. nice to have a. Yep. retaining wall there so I could have some flower beds. Or yep. And now anyone can just go throw some rocks in there and call it a retaining wall, right? <laughs> I don't think you need a license or anything for that. No, You might really. not, but but I think what my little joke there was that um, retaining walls done poorly are can be a real mess because you're trying to hold back that, that sort of natural downhill movement of earth. Mm-hmm. And and when they don't do them well, they they start to bow right away, and they oh, yeah. kind of clump, crumble, and collapse. Because you do need a hole, if depending on how high they are, you you're on a hill, so you'll need some way to get the water up pressure released as well. Right. Yeah, and people forget forget that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So retaining walls are another one, and then sidewalks. We all have sidewalks. That's part of a landscaper's thing. Often, um, you know, though you might hire a concrete company to put the sidewalk in but it's often the landscapers that are suggesting it or working directly with the concrete concrete people and that leads to uh all the concrete walks right beside your house that you know is great for shoes and mud but a lot of times the, the they're only four inches deep of concrete so that means in Minnesota they move, so it's a floating, floating slab that moves around, <laughs> and a lot of time will tip toward your house, and yep. it will contribute to the water in your basement. So I, I usually say get rid of it, put some stepping stones in, or caulk it a lot. You know, it's a maintenance issue. 
Yeah, and I, my experience with concrete and in those situations has been um, you get what you pay for. If you can get really good concrete um, and have it done really well where it right. it persists, but but yeah, you're just your average kind of, hey, I poured you a little sidewalk here, that stuff's cracking and usually tipping back toward the house and right. causing trouble. Right. So. And then should you plant close to your house? I, you know, I don't necessarily know the answer to that, but I think I have a guess. <laughs> I'd say no, not very much. Right, that's not, true. You yeah. don't, especially trees. <laughs> yeah, right. Do not, it'll wreck your foundation as it grows. Uh, and the other thing is um, those plants need water. So you're watering them next to your house. I have my own story of my cabin up north with the moldy basement wall with a sprinkler system that waters those plants that are next to the house. Right. Right. So, you know, ideally that they're far enough away and getting rain and uh, that you don't have to sprinkle them or uh, spray your foundation. So you don't really don't want to plant real close to your foundation, anything. What constitutes close? Uh, Your roof line. Yeah. Look up to your roof and uh, see where the water falls. So outside of that roof line. Outside of that. Yeah, so ideally uh, two to four feet yeah. would be... Yeah, it's not, I mean, it does sound, doesn't even sound pretty, but it is, you can, you know, you can... Oh, you can put some, nice stuff yeah, in there. add some rock even, you know, which is what you would, a good thing to do too. Yep, yep. Some um, stone or rock or And mulch. then there's the pretty side of landscaping where, uh, you know, you can get a an outdoor fire pit and stadium seating and whatever else you want for <laughs> if you've got a couple hundred thousand dollars you can have a really nice space and put a gazebo in and a kitchen kitchen and <laughs> yeah and uh for those matters i would say uh reach out to you know reputable this is where we again would recommend finding a good landscaping firm i think so. it, well, at least to get your your overview plan and your hardscape taken care of but like you know as far as planting the plants and doing the mulch and putting in you know maybe some pavers for a walkway you know a lot of that stuff a homeowner can yeah get out there get dirty have fun yeah but it is fun but i would i would even hire somebody probably to do kind of a, a plan ahead of time so that I, I, you know and and that's it doesn't have to be an unreasonable cost there are lots of smaller landscaping companies i i've got a couple of friends who just started one up here in south minneapolis and i'll, I'll give them a little shout out because uh theirs is uh blissful bee is the name of their thing and they just started up in their their all about pollinator friendly surprise landscapes <laughs> yeah right blissful bee yeah <laughs> And I think the B might be high. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but it just sounded like it should be. Um, no, but but they are, we talked about this. They will give you, they would like to start with plans. They don't necessarily want to do your work. They just want to help you figure out how to make your yard. So you can find places like that out there that nice. will, you know, for for a very reasonable cost, get you the professional advice you need and then you go buy all the stuff and you do it yourself and you save yeah, a ton of money absolutely mm-hmm. yeah definitely fun and getting your hands dirty and there's a lot you can do even your drain tile yeah for sure yeah it's uh or french drain you got all your digging you just go out there and start digging yeah and you, you mentioned hardscapes america is that that's another thing to consider when you are um when you are 
building your design or putting in your landscaping you know there is a you there's you can have a patio or um and a permeable patio versus all hardscape, which which is water runoff, and you're not getting water into your yard or into the mother earth, I guess. Uh, I haven't. Permeable pavers are pretty cool. If if you if you haven't looked into them, you should. Yeah, I haven't seen much use of it here in Minnesota yet, but I've no. been watching this. Um, it's recycled plastic formed into a grid that you then fill with dirt yeah. and it grows yeah. in between, but it's it's yeah. hard still. Yeah. So you can drive on yep. it and walk yeah. on it and everything We've else. We've done a couple of driveways. Well, our na- my neighbor has one and it's all with those concrete, that with the, the holes, the concrete pad things, those yeah. 12 by 12s with holes in them. Yeah. And they park on it and they've done it for years. So I've, it's, it's withstood the cars and shoveling or whatever. So yeah. that one is just a simple one, right? And then uh, we did one for a garage where we... Um, built a new garage a pole barn garage and then we repurposed the concrete of the old garage and made two remember the old tire tracks the concrete tire tracks that well that's back yeah good (laughs) so the concrete tire paths that lead right into your garage and so the rest of the the it's not a concrete full concrete pad so we made um a path into the garage just for the tires and then uh, and repurposed that concrete with it yeah, well, I mean, that, that allows the rain to find a natural path yeah. into the ground and, yeah. and back into the earth, right. which and is good. Right, and not just run into the sewer systems. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I think we, uh, we you know, I mean, I don't know. We, we did something. Yeah. You should have learned a little something about landscaping, I hope. Even one thing is good, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And uh, I, think, I think we can close it out. Yeah. And if you only learned one thing, you only had to listen for 15 minutes anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> Right, it's not our usual. We'll get, don't worry, we'll assault you with hour-long shows again here with guests soon enough. But uh, thanks for listening, All everyone. Right. Good luck. Thank you so much for listening to another amazing episode of the most important show out there. Before we go, we want to thank you again for supporting us and for all the lovely things you say about us on social media. Shows like this grow with help from people like you. And remember. Keep sending us your questions. We really appreciate the stories and the great insights we gain from our audience. We also want to remind you that you can buy shirts, hats, and more at joecontractorshow.com. Be good to each other, and we'll catch you on the next show.